Listen, you have those monkey movies coming out later this year. Uh, they seem to be hitting it out of the ballpark lately. So, uh, what's one more? Am I right? Yeah. It's like we're live. Um, so <laughs> you ask what you just asked. Okay. The movie, Any Which Way But Loose. And there's the other one. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up. Let's back up. One, have you completed all the watching assignments, which was Big Trouble Little China, Upstream Color, to watch Ghost in the Shell because you didn't watch it last week? I did not watch Ghost in the Shell. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. I think I should, but I don't. Uh, here's 100%. Here's my plan. I'm off tomorrow. I have a show. I'm going to a show at Woolies tomorrow night. Beforehand, I am going to the movies. I'm going out to see and flick. And if I have time between that and the show, I'll catch Ghost in the Shell. Well, now I don't want to talk about it now. Which is fine. <laughs> but we can. I'll, I'll like, save I'm the just... talk for next week because, I mean, honestly, the whole, the whole controversy with the whole damn thing is just so weird. Um. But, so, then we got to talking about the other ones. We both watched Upstream Color, and we both watched, uh, and then you asked me. Wouldn't it be great if the Any Which Way But Loose series of movies, which I don't remember what the second one's called, what had Kurt Russell in it instead of Clint Eastwood? Because I want to see Kurt Russell. I said 100%, because... One, fucking love the national treasure that is Kurt Russell. Um, also, I feel that if he takes, if he replaces any role, it immediately makes it at least 50 times better. I think that's fair assessment. Did you see Hate Play? Did I love it? Yes, because his goddamn mutton chops are on point. So imagine if it was a gritty reboot of Any Which Way But Loose starring that character in a orangutan. Listen, if you if you take Kurt Russell and put him in any movie, 50, time, 50 times better. Put him in any movie with those sweet goddamn mutton chops, I, I can't even register that number. Because it's too great. Um, I think... I think you're out of control with your love for Kurt Russell, but oh shit, that's fine. Uh, I think we got trolls. Uh oh. Oops. What's the trouble? Me? Is it big trouble in Little China? I fucking wish. No. So, okay. This is gonna say make me sound like a psychopath, but play this game. Where I think it's just an evolved form of what our parents used to play. Where growing up, you'd have telemarketers call the house and they would be like trying to sell you like siding on the house, or whatever. And my dad would always be like, on and leave them on and be like, well, we're renting, so we can't really do anything about it. And then they'd hang up. So it's evolved to the point where. I get bot spam on my YouTube channel and whatnot. So, like, I just lead them onto a conversation. And at some point, I forget that they're bots and just start having a conversation. And then I remember again that they're bots. And I'm like, Shh. Then I say just outlandish shit just to break up the conversation and to get them to deactivate the conversation, whatever you would say. So if, like, some weird shit pops up to me and, like, 10 years of me saying this random stuff, it's like, that's going to be my, that's going to be my uh, alibi for when I go to trial anyway. You're <laughs> uprising, that's all. And you're getting lost. So you're trying to stop the robotic uprising. And you're it lost. is, but I'm only using my words at this point. I don't want to bring it to violence, but if they bring the violence to my steps, I'll have to act with force. They are all you, and in turn, I think it's inspecting me. Because, like, I, I, I don't believe quote, it. I, I don't doubt it. I, I posted a quote on Facebook from American Gods, and within two seconds, like, I had spam bots, quote,
posting on it. And I was like, this doesn't happen to me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's genuine fun. Uh, and at this point, it's a game. Like, I feel it's a game for me, but I also feel that it's somewhat trying to trigger AI into this world. And I'm going to be that cause. And when I'm standing upon a corpse, like a mound of robot corpses, I'll finally be like, oh, whoops. Should have left good enough alone. (laughs) Oh. So that bot just messaged me because I put the link up on the Facebook. So if you see that post on Facebook, don't click on that person that liked Link first. Fuck <laughs> <Not> that person. <laughs> or play the game and talk to the bot also. I also... Um, I don't see you, like, being a savior. I see you creating the AI and, like, drunkenly dancing with it, like, uh, in Ex Machina. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I've got to give everything a shot because I don't want to bring violence to it, but, I mean... If it's going to be, it's going to be. Stop that. So. I mean, you're not wrong. Nope, just me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into those two bigger topics, I guess, um, you asked me not five, ten, fifteen minutes ago or whatever, that I had to watch the Thor trailer and I am vehemently against doing this because like to see it, I want to be all surprised as much as I can be, but I've seen enough posts today that I'm like, shit, something big is going down. I'm going to have to see it. When the MCU started, I believe it was about the time planet Hulk got released too. And I've only wanted to see that. So I heard whisperings and I was like, all right, I'll watch this trailer. You talk about it now. Uh, so I don't know, like, we saw the first Iron Man together. And we saw the, the like, Edward Norton Hulk together. Because uh, we lived together. And that's all for, like, MCU. We lived together. We saw that shit. And we really didn't talk about a lot of that stuff. The other Iron Mans, yeah, Guardians, any of that stuff just fell out. But I've seen, over the years, I've seen a general consensus, and I've seen a lot of it today, that the first two Thor movies are some of the weakest of the Marvel movies. Mm. Um and I don't know where you stand on that. I actually really enjoy them, but I feel it's because I'm such a mark for Thor. Like, I'm a huge, huge Thor fan. Like, I just get giddy being like, oh, it, it's Sith and the Warriors 3. Like, it, it's I think I know where you're standing on this because I feel like I'm that way for Iron Man. Like, Iron Man was my first love in, in any comic book world. So, like, Civil War hit and I was Team Cap. Like, I was the only one that I knew of, I may have knew a handful of people that were Team Cap, but I was like, pole on the ground, here's my flag, I'm going to be Team Cap till I die. And, uh, like, I love the second one. Well, I don't love it. I I don't mind it. It's a good movie for me. I know it's got its flaws. Uh, I also enjoy 3, the mess that it is, because it's, it's like, build obsession, and it's like, have all of the Iron Mans you can handle. And I'm like, I can handle more. And they keep giving me more. And I'm like, yes, more. Um, I do hope they spin Iron Man 3 to movie by revisiting the Mandarin and having an actual Mandarin. Um, I think it could do that for the MCU. But with their current trajectory, I think that's very far down the way. I mean, that'd be way after Infinity War, which is still out. Till we're wrapped up mm. with that. Uh, two, I think, isn't it? Oh, is it two? The first, the first part's next year, and I think it's just like six months apart. 
Oh, really? Oh, okay. So, and probably three years out from being having the Infinity wrapped up. So when, so when the whole MCU started, I was not a fan because I'm not a fan of Captain America that much. Um, so I skipped the first one. I'm a big fan of, so I skipped it. But um, when Iron Man two was coming to theaters, that's when I went back and watched the other two. And like, I was like, okay, I see how they're building it on it. And like, even touching on having Tony Stark in the Hulk movie, like you start intertwining all these stories and they started it very smart where they would only give, like they would just touch the tips of stories together. And like, that was just enough to start weaving this whole process together much differently than the DSCU where they're just trying to smash huge clumps of Play-Doh together and hope that it stays in one piece. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited because the weaving that MCU has done, uh, I definitely think this is going to be the strongest Thor movie. Um, I don't mind the other two. Um, I think they're good, but they're not like, I'm not invested in the character, so I'm not too, um, the only reason I like Thor more than Captain America is just because I think Loki is one of the best villains. Uh, so, and Hiddleston is my perfect Loki too, so. Yeah, no, Hiddleston's great in that role, and in the MCU, like, I think he's the only good villain. Um, I think, like, Kingpin and stuff they do in the TV, like the Netflix shows are stronger because they get, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 13 hours to develop these villains. But in the cinematic stuff, Loki's the only villain I really give a shit about. That said, like I was talking about, I'm the Thor movies are kind of, eh, for most people, and I drive a lot of joy of it because I love Thor. Like, I have a huge Thor collection. Just tickles that spot for me. I think Hilson's great. I think Hemsworth's great. Hopkins is really good as Odin. They just don't really have the material to work with, maybe. That said, this teaser trailer was the most metal fucking thing I've ever seen. Dude. Uh, so I, I have a couple different groups of friends that I talk to throughout the day. And, like, the closest group of friends know that I'm against watching trailers. Like, I'm so against it, but, like, if I'll see it posted a line, like, before they get up for work and whatever, like, I'll tip them off and be like, hey, listen, trailer's up. Don't say anything about it because I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> and uh, it went about halfway through the day, and somebody was like, yeah, they used Immigrant Song, and it was perfect. I was like, <laughs> I, like immediately i was i went straight to youtube i was like i can't i cannot watch this but i love led zeppelin so much like see how well they've developed the trailers especially for guardians uh interweaving music in the world like everything that's been posted about ragnarok this last month or so um with just the vivid colors and whatnot it it almost feels like it's bringing, or like the Guardians aesthetic is bleeding into the MCU more. Excited about, like, I have goosebumps right now just talking about it because, like, that's how fun comic movies are supposed to be. Um, and, like, it feels like they're throwing caution to the wind almost, too. And, like, everything about that trailer is everything I want to see. Like, the dead spot in that whole trailer like just chills man oh that trailer is so tight uh and i don't mean like it's fucking tight bro like it's just so well woven together uh when zeppelin kicks in i was like oh fuck they're doing it and i was like oh shit it's not even a cover they got the zep out like how the fuck did they do yeah that? yeah uh at this point mcu mcu can do whatever they want because they're just like here's some money and Zeppelin's like, yeah, we'll take that money. 
Because I'm so glad they did it. Oh my god, dude! Just like as a fan of Thor, just like the aesthetic, so cool. Like Hela has the headdress, you know. Fucking, they didn't cut it off. Loki's rocking the horns. He has the fucking wings at one point. Like it's everything I fucking want in a Thor movie. Look at this. I can't smile big enough because Loki, seeing Loki with his horns, I was like, fucking, it's about to go down. And, oh, it's so good. And like, and like, oh, you go. You know, like, just the imagery is great. Like, the color aesthetic, uh, it looks cool. Um, the, like, the couple shots of the Valkyries riding on the fucking Pegasuses fighting Hela is awesome. And then it just, it's just a great, great trailer. And then it just builds to that amazing fucking joke at the end. You know, it's like it. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. Um, I was a little worried uh, seeing pictures of uh, Jeff Goldblum. Like, I thought they, they probably missed the mark and, like, just went too zany with it. But, like, seeing him in this trailer and, like, the colors they're using for it all, it's like, this is so perfect. Yeah, no, and like, and it 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 looks aesthetically because I don't even remember what they call them. They're not the Eternals, but uh, it's some big universal thing. Uh, but the Collector Del Toro from Guardians is one, mm-hmm. and so is Gold. Are they Eternals? They have the same kind of aesthetic to each other, so I think. Um, but no, that trailer's just so. It's so perfect. Like, oh my god! And like at this point now, uh, I believe um, it's been rumored that Stallone is one of those beings too. Now, right? Last thing I heard is that he is one of the original Guardians from like the old seventies. Okay. Um, Okay. But he's going to be showing up in the Guardians, which is three weeks away. I think, yes. It's under a Dude. month, I think. And listen. I am so excited about this. The MCU this year, like. Like, I I think it was last week we talked about it, where I was like, I'm not a huge fan of the Guardians, but it was James Gunn who was able to get me kind of excited about that movie. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect melding. Is I'm a huge fan of Thor, and I'm a huge fan of the guy who's doing it. Uh I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Tak Taki Watiti or something like that. He did mm-hmm. Shadows, uh, but he directed it. It's great. So like, it's a melding of like filmmaker who I think is funny and super talented with characters I love coming together. And I see this trailer being as good as it is, and I'm more excited for this than I am Guardians. Well, 100%. Thor hasn't had Thor has had a different. Uh, director for each movie, right? Yes. Man, I this is going to be the year MCU just absolutely hits it out of the park because it's the first year they're doing three movies. Um, James Gunn is the first. I know Guardians 2 is probably going to rival the first one. At least that's my hope. Um, Spider-Man is probably going to be finally the Spider-Man you've been waiting for since he started making movies. And then now with the teaser today, like Thor is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great. I literally, I think we just talked 20 minutes about a two minute clip. It's worth it. I'm so fucking excited. Like, like what the fuck? Like go watch the trailer again. Cause I watched it probably 30 times today. (laughs) <laughs> and there's that part where like they throw Thor down in the chair for like when they're gonna clip him, you know, it, to cut his head. Like it shows like he's thrown down, and there's just this weird alien dude like holding a pitchfork, like rocking out like he's playing air guitar. I don't know what's going on, but it's <laughs> I completely missed that, and now I'm so excited to watch even the trailer again. Well, and that's the thing, like that trailer got me so excited. There's that part. Where the joke at the end, where Hulk mm-hmm. and he just screams "Yes," and the crowd goes dead, <laughs> and, it, and it cuts the gold room, and like he's like, "Huh?" 
And the first time I missed it was because like I was laughing so hard because it's such a great delivery. And then the second and third time I was just like looking at the view and I was like, there's a dude dressed like a celestial back there. I don't even know what the fuck that's about, but I love it. I didn't even realize Loki's in that scene. You know, it took me like seven times till I saw Loki. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm so excited just to see the trailer again. <sighs> Fuck. I don't want to see more trailers, but I do so much. Because, like, <sighs> I can't remember how amped I've been for a movie. Like, I'm this level amped for Guardians, but, like, I'm suppressing it. Now it's going to hit it out of the park. But, like, Thor has this one's definitely looks like it's going to be a sleeper and like because if they can line up all the properties just to have amazing movies culminating to the amazing infinity war like that's going to be the linchpin like if they can nail infinity war which is the guys that did civil war right yeah it's the russos again like they have definitely the best chance of doing it just because they made magic happen with a civil war, but like these big ass fucking movies leading into it, like oh man. Gonna be something else. It's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm tepidly optimistic about Infinity War. I think it's I'm in. I'm in full bore and I'm hoping it like, I don't want to get my heart broken, but I really think that like this whole MCU this year definitely is going to take that hype and just run with it. So have a fucking hell of a challenge ahead of them. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Thor might be the best movie of the year. I'm so excited. My God, uh, again, speaking about his aesthetic, like when they started posting photos um, of him with the trimmed hair, uh, I had a few lady friends that were so upset that they cut his hair off. And I was like, well, now you know what it's, it was like to be a Metallica fan in the early 90s. And it's, <laughs> it, it, like I, it's just been a running joke. And like now seeing the trailer, I'm like... <laughs> Like, yeah, it's you bring all of that, <laughs> and all I know is like, if immigrant song doesn't play over every trailer and at least five times during the movie, they did it wrong. <laughs> it's just one huge fucking loop the whole movie, and like they just don't even have any talking. It's just immigrant song the whole time. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. No. They're talking, but it's mixed so low, all you can hear is talking. <laughs> yes. At 1,000% yes. Man, I'm fucking pumped. Whew. I think we're going to have to come down a little bit now. Fair enough. Oh, man. So, let's talk about Upstream Color, because you're going to have to explain this mindfuck to me. I, I'm just expecting you to go, huh? And what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did watch it with a couple friends that kind of helped form some for some kind of opinion of what was happening. But like, man, that first twenty minutes is such a wild, trippy ride, and it's like you would have not have told me I had to watch it for this one. I guarantee I would have stopped 15 minutes. Oh, it was too strange. Too strange for you. Yeah, it was way. Listen, she had a bowl. She had a bowl of ice cereal. And I was like, I can't handle this. Your picture. Uh, so the people I saw it with, um, actually saw the movie he did prior, um, Primer. So they kind of had a better idea of going into it like that. It was just going to be just a out, outworldly fucking wild mix. Um, (laughs) and uh, my buddy's in the chat right now. Uh, he is one that watched it with me and like. That whole movie is just so 
strange. It's too strange. There's, there's the thing. Here's how I look at that movie. Um, I watched it because I saw Primer when Primer first came out, and I loved that movie to death. And then it took this dude nine years to make another movie, and so I was just all in when it came out, you know. Uh, but if you were to sit down, like I, I wish you hadn't even like read a description from Netflix about it, because I was just like, sure. I'm gonna try on watching Upstream Color, and there's no way I can do it because you cannot describe that movie. It's nonsense. Like, you try and go plot, it is just fucking mad cat nonsense. But if you allow it to, and don't even worry about plot or what's actually happening, I feel like the movie sweeps you up in just the emotional connection, and you can ride that through. And that's why it builds it as bizarre as you think the first 20 minutes are, that last minutes. Where it's just it, it's it's a silent film. There's no dialogue and it's elliptical editing and stuff doesn't make sense. But it's just the tone and the feeling that you ride through to the end. It's beautiful. Uh, the the that probably kept me or yeah the just the whole ambiance of the movie kept me mostly engaged because like I felt that did the best part of guiding. Uh, everything, and it was just so. I'm half intrigued to, to know what um, now, um, because uh, seeing the description, um, it's it it spoke of Primer, and it said this was much a more artistic film than that. Yeah. Um. Do hear you talk about the two in the in tandem um well i mean just in the sense that this movie still was very low budget but it was more than primer uh this was shot on digital obviously uh whereas in primer he was just like listen i know it's gonna cost more but i'm shooting on 16 millimeter we're doing this on film and primer is it's a very low-key kind of like working class time travel movie is the best way to put it. And the movie rides that aesthetic because they had $7,000 to make primer, which meant they spent all their money on, they had to perfectly shoot it. They had one take to do everything. They couldn't afford to burn through film and it just has this workman quality to it. And it's in that fact alone is what, a lot of people take away from primer you know it's it's non-actors uh non-filmmakers deciding they want to do this and doing it for the cheap and it makes it work but it's actually a super super intricate intricate story about time travel and how they're using it it's really it's really brilliant um and primer primer's that and upstream color is it's very tone it's it's weird uses of color and elliptical editing and nonlinear narrative. And it's, it's just a different beast from the two, but wholly from the same filmmaker. Like you can't separate mm-hmm. out of it. And the other super cool thing about upstream color is uh, the lead actor in upstream color is the guy who wrote it. It's the guy who directed it. He edited it. He produced it. He did the score for it. He was his own cinematographer, and he self-distributed that movie. Dude, that's nuts. Like, that is insane to even think about that. I, I mean, I, I guess if you have that much of a responsibility and weight you're putting on the movie to do that well, I guess probably taking as many reins as you can to make it, to keep it your vision I would, <laughs> I'd be interested to see what he looked like after he finally like got the finished edit done and was like, "Fucking take it, world!" Like <laughs> he had to have been one ragged son of a bitch. I could only imagine, but I mean, it's just, I think he is a very singular voice in film. I mean, he's done two movies in ten years, which you can't play that on it, but. 
it he has a tone he has an aesthetic and a, a thematic goal he goes towards that's all his and it's just so different than anything else out there and i'm just super excited to see him do more work like as far as I'm how gonna, many times have you seen primer next what's that how many times have you seen primer oh i've seen primer seven or eight times I mean, it came out. Like, when I was have in you high like have you devolved into like trying to find out like the theories of it and whatnot? Um, I I've never gone and been like I need to read the theories, but I think I have a pretty good grasp on what happens in Primer. Uh, and that. And how many times have you seen Upstream Color? Then this was my third time seeing Upstream Color. Okay. Okay. I have. Uh, yeah, it, it feels like one of those where it. The gather better the more you see it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the whole the movie as a whole is just so out there. But I definitely see what you mean that uh, his vision and like his his sim- sim- cinematography. Um, that whole I'm excited to see what he does next because I I honestly think he's going to get better. Um, I think that the restrictions he's putting on himself by not having a big budget and having to do most of the work is probably the cause behind learning so much. It it seems like learning so much so quickly and like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to see what he does next for sure. Yeah. So any, what were your thoughts on the movie besides it was bizarre? Okay. So, oh man, I'm trying to figure out how to, my mind's been, had these pieces of the whole movie and like they're just jumbled up, like trying to make sense of the whole damn thing. But as far as the time travel thing, it it felt, um, my buddy that's in the chat actually was speaking to a point where it feels like they're worlds are melding into one to make the time travel possible. Um, and it, it really started to come towards that kind of realization when uh, she was she went to the hospital uh, thinking she was pregnant and then the guy was starting to have pains too. But like that whole the 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 lead up and the climax and the end like uh, roller coaster to like hang on to yeah like you like you said there's it it's definitely that um the the melding of identity um you know it it's it's two broken people scarred by this event uh that come together and um you know they they like you said, they there's this almost symbiotic connection between them, and they, you know, he re- feels her panic at the hospital and can find her. And uh, there's that whole part where they're they're retelling each other stories from childhood, and she's like, "No, that 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 happened to me," and he's like, "No, it happened to me," and they're confused about it. And it it's it's obviously taken to an extreme. It's this this bizarre, weird worm infection or whatever the fuck happens in that movie. But it's also, <laughs> and, and you can read, you can read movies anyway, right? There's a, a good movie, a good work of fiction, uh, literature, you can interpret it many different ways. And I look at it as, you know, when you're in these super, super deep connected relationships, you, you start to feel like you are that person you you live their life you hear it from them and this is just one step over that where they're actually almost intertwining that's how i oh my god there were so many trippy points in the movie too that like there were some real conversations they were having like it felt like i had been i've had those conversations in real life too like almost word for word and like um she points out that uh, he has these eyes of a thief, or some said to the effect that he's stolen something or whatever, or 
he points out that she's looking at him like he had stolen something or whatever. And like, I've been in that situation. Like when I was much younger, like I used to be a klepto and shit. And, like shit was nuts because like that was the first like just trippy moment. And then like that whole hospital episode, like there was a similar situation with one of my exes. Like it, it felt very re- like almost too real. And like, I thought you were, like, you were just trying to get me to watch some trippy shit because like uh, all the stuff you knew from my past. And it's like, fuck, fuck you, man. <laughs> But that's upstream color. I love that movie, and I only love it the more I watch it. And yeah, wanted you to see something I knew you would never come across on your own. So, man, if it, honest to God, if I would have seen that on Netflix, I, there's no way I would have clicked on that. Um, especially the picture they have, or like the, uh, I, I guess the cover for it kind of had me intrigued. But making it five minutes in, I would have turned it off. Um, but the, the that first one, that first twenty minutes is so hypnotic because you don't know what's going on. You, oh yeah, you, yeah, for sure. You know, you're like, wait, what? These kids are drinking worm pop, and now they're doing like kung fu at each other. What's going? On? <laughs> uh, it, it it also like highlighted this. Like, I have this strong belief that like everything happens for a reason. And, like, it felt like everything was put into motion to trigger the next thing, to trigger the next thing. And then, like, started happening, and it was, it was this very weird loop that, like, almost like an Ouroboros and started eating its own tail. So, yeah. it was so weird. Yeah. Like- it was, it's such a strange revelation, and it's like... Yeah, I could probably see that a couple more times and probably get a better understanding of what was going on. Yeah, probably. It's it's one of those. It's I, on my list anyway, and I'll probably see it a couple more times. I like it. <laughs> if he's working on anything else, like, currently, or just, like, trying to recover from this whole process, I'm sure. No, um, I heard, I don't know what level of production it's in, but uh, he is working on a film right now, and it's actually, like, a big, I don't know, big budget, but a budgeted studio film that has, like, real stars in it. Like, I think uh, Harry Potter's going to be in it, you know? And it's Oh, shit! And what I heard is it's, it's based on a real, real-life book about, like, whaling. So, no fucking huh. idea what to look out of that. Fuck. I'm in, I guess. <laughs> so you want to get to the final uh final movie of the hour sure i mean we talked about the best movie already but sure. uh no because i mean we're still going into that right now now we're going to talk about the cinematic wonderful masterpiece that is with the national treasure kurt russell uh big trouble in little china probably one of my Bar none, favorite movies of all time. It's so good. <laughs> uh, I I love Big Trouble in Little China. I do, but I was not- really waiting for you to say that it sucked, and I was just gonna turn the camera off, find you, and kill you. No, I love Big Trouble, <laughs> but I think it's like not a masterpiece. It's Oof. not even the best. All right, let me run you through why it is a masterpiece. Dick, two, Kurt Russell. Uh, three, you got such outlandish, wild plot points that like you believe from the get go because like you're introduced into this world of like magic existing and like if you believe it from the first five minutes, you're sunk the entire way. I love this movie because it's it tells this tale of this guy that shouldn't be a hero, but he steps up to the plate and like tries a couple different ways to like 
weasel into the situation, but at the end of the day, like he just falls into everything working out. And I feel like that's much of like our relationship has been, and I would say that's a masterpiece. So, I mean, that's all the points you need. All I'm saying is it works for that. It's, it's great to see Kurt Russell essentially doing a John Wayne impression. That's what he's doing in that movie. Yes. <laughs> The best hero of all time. He's playing John Wayne, but as a bumbling fool who can't do anything, and it's the Asian sidekick who's really the hero. It's a great little... All I'm saying is that John Carpenter directed this, and he has made two two all-time classic movies. Great, great top movies ever made in Halloween and The Thing. And this isn't even close to those, so I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece. No, 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 no. See, the thing had Kurt Russell too, so already that's a masterpiece. Um, and plus, this one has magic, so it obviously has to rank amongst them. You're it doesn't. Though. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking liar. Those movies, and obviously, this one's the best of the three. It's it's not. It's 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 the here seriously. It's the thing. Halloween. Stone Cold classics up top. Then it drops down to like Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. They're they're middling. They're really good, but they're not masterpieces. It's hard to take you seriously when you just. It feels like you just say this stuff just to hurt me. I don't, and I love this. It's just a great, it's just a great film because like you're just met with this defiance the entire movie. And like, man, when he gets the pork chop express back, that's all he wanted to have with everything else. All I am, 100% true. Is the first time I ever saw anything from Big Trouble in Little China. I was a child, little kid, like five maybe. And it was on, I was looking through the TV and it was like on TBS or something, right? And I caught the very end when he's like talking on the CV in the end and the oh, monster comes out and scares the piss out of me. And I know Oh my God, have you seen the thumbnail that I did for this? Yes, I did. It's that. It's oh scary. my God, that's so fucking. That's so great. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China for fuck at least, and like completely, I completely forgot about that dude, and like started watching it. I was like, oh shit, that guy's in it. Oh shit, I totally forgot. And like, I knew I was going to be drawing the Poor Chap Express, and then like that guy popped up. I was like, yep, that's happening. Which is great, but like for a movie you call a cinematic masterpiece, you haven't seen in five years. I saw First like of all, you, you just called it there too, and it's it is. I watched the cinematic seven months ago, like seven or eight months ago. It's been less <laughs> since I watched it because I love that movie. Lightning. Listen, I just got a lot of shit on my plate, <laughs> and I don't like to revisit the classics all of the time. Because there's only a, a few of them, and you have to just take them in like once every. Accept everything that they have to give you, and then take that out in the world. And I feel um, this one does that the best. Um, out of every other movie out there. There's I. Kim Cattrall is so annoying in that movie, though. Like I don't care what you can sell me on. She's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like her at least of the movie. Um, when she uh fun, when like they start kissing and like it gives him just that a little extra oomph to take on the bad guys, <laughs> he throws that knife and misses, and like he's like fuck. <laughs> like you get all those little moments, and like it makes and because then it's like. Oh well, at least he 
fell into something even better, and you guys. But I do agree I, that she starts out very annoying. I just feel like you have an unnatural obsession with semis. Like, it's, it's creepy. I mean, first of all, my, my dad was a trucker growing up, and, like, I would ride with him in the semi all the time. So, like, that's probably, probably driving this um, love for the movie a little bit more. Um, because, like, it would be a school night, and, like, he'd just swing by, pick us up at, like, 9 o'clock, and we'd be in the semi till like, 1 o'clock in the morning, whatever. See, and as a kid, I, that's the coolest. I thought you were going to say, like, he'd be out in the semi, and then he'd come home and be like, I fought a ninja, and had the fucking... Well, I would be fighting so much harder, because now I'm going to fucking butterfly effect my life to go back and make sure that he told me that stuff when he came home. Just pop in random moments during my childhood and be like, hey, your dad actually was fighting ninjas. And then boom, you're gone. Uh, I'd, I'd love to stay and chat with you, but I gotta go fight Lopan. I'll be back in 20. <laughs> Just the wildest stories he could imagine. I'm like, yeah. But that's awesome. I couldn't imagine anything better. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what do you want to do for next week, then? Uh, the, well, we have, uh, 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 isn't Fast and the Furious this another, weekend? What was that? Isn't Fast and the Furious this weekend? Yeah, another cinematic masterpiece, uh, Fast and the Fate of the Furious is coming out this weekend, so. So we'll have that. Indeed, um, that's definitely going to be up there on the list of cinematic one- masterpieces. Sure, sure. So it's it, that that'll be a topic of discussion. Um, did you have a movie from Netflix for next week? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, uh, since I obviously uh, Fast Eight's going to be mine. Okay, uh, I am picking Train to Busan. What was that? Train, train, chugga choo choo, train to Busan. Interesting. Let me go find it right now. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a foreign film. <laughs> I don't even know. What are you talking about? <laughs> why Why don't you want to watch American films? Uh, I didn't say that I don't. I believe we watched two American films this week. I know. I mean, I had to make that choice that we were watching a cinematic as a piece. Maybe this will be cool. I have not seen this movie. I've just heard tell of it, and I want to watch it. Going into this completely dry. Interesting. Completely dry. Yes. Oh, man. Interesting. I'm in. Uh, The Netflix... Little uh, thing says, uh, as a zombie outbreak sweeps the country, a dad and his daughter take a harrowing train journey in an attempt to reach the only city that's still safe. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I think think zombie stuff is completely played out unless you do some weird, strange, fresh on it. And that's apparently what this is. So, excited. Nice. I'm also a big fan of foreign films just because I feel like they give uh, a different take on aspects that we've pro- we've just driven into the ground here. Um, so yeah, I'm down. Is there anything else coming out that we can think of? Um, l- like I said, uh, if I have time between my first movie I'm going to tomorrow and the show. I'll catch Ghost in the Shell, and then I'll have thoughts Wait. on. Okay, what other movie you're seeing then? Uh, I'm seeing an indie film you haven't heard of, so does it matter if I tell you what it is? Now that you're being so jumpy about it, uh, it's called Personal Shopper. That sounds super lame. Yeah, it is. dragging so you to that. No, I'm going by myself. 
like you're a liar and you don't want to no, call I'm people out on the internet. And that's not what this is about. This is about calling everybody out on the internet. Listen, every single person I know, they don't watch this. So I wouldn't feel bad about calling Oh, shit. They'd better fucking start watching it. You hear that, Luke's friends? Do it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I it's an indie film. And I have to go to the fucking shit art house cinema that I don't like going to. Uh, and none of my friends probably want to do that. So I'm going by myself. But if I have time between that and the concert, then I'll go see Ghost in the Shell. So I have, what, three, three movies at least to talk about next week? Good. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this. Then. Uh, I'm glad that you watched the cinematic masterpiece that is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I'm glad that you watched Upstream Cutler. The mind fuck that it is. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to take me at least a couple more weeks just to process that damn movie. That'll probably be Thor coming later this year. We can have a weekly segment where you're like, Oscar's <laughs> thoughts on us. <laughs> Trying to process upstream color, the ongoing series. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, so next week we got. Uh, train to uh, which we call it? I can't even remember the name now. Busan. What was it? Boo. Busan. Busan. Train to Busan, and F- Fate of the Furious. Find out if Dom's turn turned coat. He. You know what? Uh, what? No, I don't, I don't know any of the trailers. Don't you talk anything? He better have go for Charlie's Theron. You know that. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, those movies only keep getting better, and I'll fight anybody that says anything differently. They do not, and we'll probably fight about this next week. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us. Um, what yeah. was that? I have a thing. One more thing before we sign out, because we didn't talk about it earlier in the the 20 minutes we talked about the Thor trailer. There was one Correct. thing we didn't talk, about, and I know you agree with me. I know you do. I just need you to admit it, and then we'll sign off. That's like, I've ne- Kate Blanchett looks so hot as hell, right? She's so smoking. Uh, I can confirm this because, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I believe that's all that needs to be said because I actually uh, went back and like watched her entrance into the the teaser like two. All right, I'm all right with this. And that whole fucking mantle she's wearing, like, mm. mm-hmm. is 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 good. Is nice. <laughs> is <It's> nice. It's <laughs> gonna do it for this week. Uh, come in next week. Watch the movie on Netflix. If you're not gonna watch Fate of the Furious, and we'll sell you on at least watching uh, Fate of the Furious in theaters. Sound good for you? Sounds great. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.